Today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game ever. Listen, technology is great and all, but nothing beats sitting down to play a quick board game with your kids or your buddies, and Hoopsters is a slam dunk. It's got all the excitement and energy of basketball and the strategy of backgammon. And you can finish the game in 15 minutes, but I bet you won't play just one, though. Head to hoopsters.store to learn more. Good times. We'll do this in three, two, one. So many days running together like a box of crayons left out on the driveway on a hot July afternoon. I told you not to leave your crayons out there. But don't cry. Don't weep. We got you covered with what might be the best medication for the what day is it blues. Hey now, because it's not Monday. It's not Tuesday. It's what Wednesday! heard that that was there's a tremendous open a tremendous tremendous jingle this is going to be a tremendous show welcome to sports wednesday sports talk for the medium fan that means they get the big stories right and the details wrong i hope you're cool with it (laughs) my name is pete brown i am the big man on campus sometimes my co-hosts call me bmoc but you gotta meet these co-hosts this guy this guy which guy the other guy His, his father disowned him for leaving his crayons in the in the driveway on a hot July afternoon back in 1976. It's the coach, basketball legend, Matt Longley. How are you, coach? You get one chance at the box of 64 and you fuck it up. You never get it again. I'm doing good. Never do. He's doing well. All right. Glad to have you there. So not a lot of shows that have a basketball legend on there, so I feel awfully uh, privileged that you're here for the 104th consecutive show. Yes. Thanks Streak. This other guy, I'll tell you what, he did right before the show. There's a strong lyric. There's a song lyric that describes it. It went, take another shot of courage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, maestro? Hey, you know, well, recording night, it's Cinco de Mayo, so I got a couple Coronas in me. I maybe have some salsa and some guacamole in me. I'm feeling pretty good. Guacamole. All right. I'm not sure. He's channeling a little bit of David Lee Roth in there. A lot of David Lee Roth tonight. (laughs) DLR. That's right. So it is Cinco de Mayo uh, when we're recording. Of course, it'll be Sixto de Mayo. And that's uh, (laughs) when this show comes out. So so while you're celebrating Sixto de Mayo, you should follow us on the Twitters at Sport Wednesday. And actually, fellas, we're live streaming a segment tonight on Twitter. So a lot of you guys are going to be you're going to hear this on Wednesday and be like, I watched that live stream on Tuesday. Night. It was so good. It was so good. And over on the Instagram, I can't, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, Coach <laughs> challenged us to run our 40s. BMOC's 40s on there. My time, I feel good about it. I know you guys have to run your 40s. Felt pretty good about it. So go to Instagram where it's at Sports Wednesday. See BMOC run the 40-yard dash. It's glorious. Yeah, that's some good original content. So is is very is sub four a thing? Like, is that like a phrase? No, a common phrase. That's just something that BMOC made up that we're all supposed to understand. He made a sub four. Well, it's because most no human until BMOC actually ran the forty <laughs> in under four seconds. <laughs> so it is a thing now. I gave birth to it in the world with my extraordinary speed. Extraordinary speed. It's just like before this show, nobody ever called you BMOC, but it's just because of the show, you come up with these terms that just uh, work. They work. That's right. Sub four. Con- considering Maestro's been the show MVP for 102 episodes, I think he could, he could like that. He wasn't right. there. He was, wasn't the MVP. All right. I think that's all the ho- housekeeping. Is that enough housekeeping? I think that's good. That's good. That's right. We got a main bit tonight. I can't wait to get into it. Maestro, play us in. Main bit. (laughs) Good save. So, uh, okay. So Don Shula passed away yesterday, age of 90, a legendary Miami Dolphins coach. 
here, here's the thing. I, I have asked a very specific question for the main bit tonight, and you can talk all about Don Shulana's legacy and all that you want in your answer to it. But this is a question I have always wondered about. And with his passing, I think it's time to ask it. Okay. 1972 Dolphins go 14-0 in the regular season, only 14 games in the regular season, win all their playoff games, win the Super Bowl over the Redskins, go 17-0, only perfect season in NFL history. Correct. Don Shula's the coach. Larry Zonka's on that team. Paul Warfield. Mercury Morris. Gero Yapremian. 2007 Patriots go undefeated 16-0 in the regular season, make it to the Super Bowl, but they lose to Eli Manning and the Giants. 18-1 season. How do these two things compare? Is the Dolphins' 17-0 Super Bowl winning season superior to the Patriots' 18-1 Super Bowl losing season? Coach, we'll go to you first. Okay, so I, I would say first and foremost, if you're going to say which one was... <laughs> if you were going to say which one was the greatest team that was ever assembled, assembled basically and played and was so impressive. The Patriots were unbelievable. They would have, if you could go back into the time machine and take those two teams to play each other, the Patriots would beat them by 30 because they were so damn good. It was a different game, but I'll keep this simple. The fact that the dolphins finished the job and won the big one. Yeah. It's superior. I, you can't overlook that as good as yeah. the Patriots were. And they did win 18 games instead of 17. The one game, they should have won it to make it 19 to know they didn't. And the dolphins did. And let me ask you this coach. So you're so sure the Patriots will win because you watch both teams, all games, all season. So you're one year old watching the dolphins. And <laughs> your, your analysis at that time. Analysis. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there. When I was younger, I was a dolphins fan. So 76 to 77, 78. I know those teams and those teams, the way they played with Bob Greasy, Larry Zonka, Jimmy. Zonka. All of those guys, it was a different game. It was a smash mouth. Um, they couldn't throw. They didn't really do a lot of vertical passing compared to the Patriots had Randy Moss on that team. And with Randy Moss, nobody on the Dolphins could have guarded him. He would have scored six touchdowns a game against that team. So there's zero chance they would have beaten them, even in their prime. They're just two just, different games. Let me just say this, Coach. The two teams, they walk out at halftime or before the game for the coin flip. Zonka takes a drag on his Marlboro and flicks <laughs> it in Brady's face. Brady's and a little Brady, Brady breaks. He cries. The Dolphins, the Dolphins roll over him. Maestro, okay, what about you on this question, Maestro? Which is the superior achievement? Uh, I mean, I agree with I agree with Coach in that it's the Dolphins. I think, you know, you're going to go undefeated. You're going to, you're going to seal the deal with the Super Bowl win. But I, I say Dolphins, but I disagree with coach. You can't compare these two teams. It's, it's like apples and oranges. It's a different, I mean, heck it's what 30 year, 40 years of difference. Um, it was a different game, different type of player. I think the achievement is still equal. I mean, you, that, that, that New England team, you throw them back in the same exact way. Those guys are different guys back in 72. They're not, the way they are now so no i'm t- but take that team and this team i'm not i'm not saying it's if you took what i'm saying what i'm saying is you bring the 72 guys up into the modern era with all the training and all the style no, and but, that, but that's, that's not that's, that didn't happen i'm saying take the team that won those games and take it against this team that style that the dolphins ran even with even with great players wasn't they weren't beating the patriots i just i disagree it comes down to home field advantage. If Patriots have home field advantage, that means it's 2007 and the Dolphins are all in their 60s and 70s. They're probably going to lose. <laughs> the Dolphins have home field advantage. It's 1972. Half the Patriots aren't born and the rest are babies. And you're saying the 72 Dolphins can't beat a team of baby Patriots. I think you're crazy. I, I think they still win. I think Dreamweaver still throws 10 p- touchdowns. To the <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> what, I'm saying, I, what I'm saying, Coach, is don't be a p- just pick the damn Patriots. <laughs> you feel bad because Shula, Shula kicked hey, it. Hey, hey, it's a tight show tonight. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You didn't listen to anything I said. I said, if we're saying which one's more superior, winning the whole thing is more superior. It's absolutely more superior. That's true. But I'm talking about the question isn't which one is the better team. The better team, Patriots by far. Okay. Just but you're not, you're not picking one. Pick one. <laughs>
Dan, I picked the Dolphins. You're not listening to the show. He's <laughs> he's he, he picked the Dolphins, but uh, it's he, like a he backhanded comment. He can't not say the he, he he can't say something bad about Tom Brady. It's impossible. His his brain would split in two. Here's what I have to say. One more, my last thought. I'll say one more thing. Last thought. All right. All right. Last okay. thought. Last thought. And we'll switch sports. But the, the, the Bulls with Michael Jordan won 70 <laughs> games and they lost 12. They won the championship. The Golden yeah. State Warriors won 71, but they lost. But Balls. The Bulls. I'm just saying that, that you, you got to finish the job. But if yeah, I'm talking about right. those two, Patriots are a better team. But, but, Coach, you just don't have it in you to yeah. say. Just say the Dolphins. That's, Dolphins. All, that's all I want you to that's say. It. That's all you got to say is the Dolphins. Say and Dolphins. We, we don't need, we don't need no all of caveats. your sub-bullet points. <laughs> yeah, no, no caveats, no little disclaimers with the asterisk. <laughs> I, know, I know Tom Brady listens to this show. I know he'll be disappointed in you, but, you know, Never. you got to say it. <laughs> Tom and I go way back. Tom lets me say whatever I, I want. Here's right. BMO's final thought on it, and that's, the 2007 Super Bowl preserved Don Shula's legacy, and it raised Eli Manning to a conversation of being a better quarterback than maybe he turned out to be. Now, and then here's what I here's what I'll also say too. This is a little irony here. The other team that doesn't that does get mentioned, but not as much now, is the '85 Bears. And the '85 Bears were on a way on their way to go undefeated, and they did finish the job. But the team that beat them, this is such, the Dolphins. Such, it's the Dolphins. And yeah. I loved it because when I was when I was younger, I was a Dolphins fan, and for them to beat them on Monday night, I relish that. I so love that. That game was I watched that. That it was, was about game. preserving the Dolphin legacy. Yes, you saw those awesome. players do it. You were yeah. excited. It was awesome. They were. They, I mean, they were just trying to hold on to the seventy-two, which I think okay. was cool. Yeah, mostly. What are your thoughts on this? So just to summarize, uh, Coach has basically said the Patriots suck, and he has no positive things to say about them. <laughs> he was a season ticket holder in 1972 at one years old. He watched all the Dolphins some- games, and somehow he worked Michael Jordan into this conversation. Correct. All right. Well, that was a, that was a good talk. That was a good bit. And also, Don Shula was a great coach. Great he was legacy. a great coach. And uh, and sorry to see him pass. Yes. Much better than Mike Shula was with the Bengals. Oh, BMSU, we didn't hear your thoughts on this. Oh, for sure. I think finishing the job's superior. I'm, okay. I am not. Whenever I have a chance to slag the Patriots, I'll take it. There so, we go. Tom Brady was too busy dreaming about Giselle. Couldn't get it done against Eli and the Giants. But I did. You did throw that comment in about Eli. That game did elevate Eli farther ahead than he really should be. I, I thought that was a good sure. point. I want. I wanted people to. Is he going to have a job that. next year anywhere? No. Oh, no. Yeah, he's done. No, he's done. Yeah. And he should be. Enjoy he's, your life. He's, he's toast. He's done. All right, that was the main bit. That's a good job. Hey, folks, we are bringing back the fun spot we haven't done in a long time. Let's get to it. Fun spot. Fun spot. Fun spot. Do I have a song for Fun Spot? Yes! Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Fun Spot! Do 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 Fun Spot! I didn't practice that one. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> fun Spot! Fun Spot! Coach is all fired up in my <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so good. our long time... Long-time listeners to the show are wondering, why are we reaching back in time to the fun spot? That's like two show formats ago. Here's why. Because uh, I want to say about six, eight, ten, I didn't look it up, months ago, we had this idea for our fun spot where we signed each other a sports movie, yes. and then we had to do a review of the movie we were assigned. And we said, let's get this done quickly, not let it drag out. All so, right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so Coach, uh, Coach assigned me Field of Dreams, which I reviewed, said it held up well. Good job there. Uh, Coach, what what movie did you watch? The Replacement. The Replacement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Shane Footsteps Falco. Nice yes, job. sorry. Thank you. Okay. And then, so uh, and so so a week after I did mine, then Coach did his, and then <laughs> Here we go. six months get the, later. Get the time element in there. Go ahead. Seven, 17 months later, Maestro <laughs> being begged by Coach and I to watch Rocky Four. Please. All right. We are ready now. He's been thinking about it for a long time. Maestro, your review of Mo- of Rocky IV. Go. Uh, so Rocky IV came out in 1985. So we were uh, we were teenagers then. 
I think I actually saw that movie in the theater. But anyway, I, I was reminiscing watching it last night. It was it was entertainingly horrible is what it was. Um, that the second half of the movie was mostly montage. I was cracking up. It was all like Sylvester yeah. Stallone running and working out and um, and lots of flashbacks, flashbacks, lots of like bad 80s uh, songs. It was it was pretty terrible. Um, but I love it that it was also not a long movie. You know, it, it seems like modern movies are two hours, two and a half hours. Oh, this thing flew by. 90 minutes. It was like a, a mid eighties music video is what it was. It was, uh, but man, the punching, Oh my gosh. I forgot about how like just devastating those fight scenes are. It's like, there's no <laughs> way a fight would ever. A man would be dead if he took the oh punches that they took. Oh my yeah. gosh. But, but you know, all the stories about how he, they, he wanted them to hit him in, um, the uh the dude that drago, drago who's the actor oh, dolph lundgren dolph lundgren, lundgren. Broke, broke his ribs he hit him so hard like there were there were several times where he was seriously injured that sylvester sloan was yeah like he wow. hit the, like because he wanted it to look real so he had them hit him still pulling punches but um not all of them got pulled Dang. yeah Maestro, and this is going to be a deep cut if you know this, but like, isn't there a, like a long montage with like a Survivor song, and it's not "Eye of the Tiger," but it's something else? Uh, it's not. Well, there is a Survivor song in there, but I don't think it's part of the montages. There's one I can't now. I can't remember his name. I think I texted it last you night. You did text it. It's like Robert Fetter or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. But that's one. That's where he's driving his car. Like his. He, yeah, that's right. He and. Uh, he and Rocky and his wife have kind of a fight. He decides he's going to go to Russia and he goes cruising um, yeah. in his, in his Lamborghini. Yeah. So uh, I will tell you, I remember going to see this in the theater cause I was a huge Rocky fan and like a big group of, of kids, I guess we were all maybe 14 years old. Uh, loved it. Just love, you know, love the heck out of it. The only thing that, that could make Rocky better after beating Clubber Lang was Rocky basically defeating communism and predicting the fall of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> oh, all I can say is, yeah. if, I can, if I can change, <laughs> and you can change, we all can change. So, uh, as you guys know, I taught I taught English in the Peace Corps in Russia for two years, and I used to discuss this movie with my students all the time. Oh my God, they had such a different take. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah. And I will say, in the two years I was in the Peace Corps, I never once saw Mercedes with little hammer and sickle flags <laughs> on the fenders. But also, uh, the big thing that upset, I remember I had the student, uh, Dimitri, we called him Chip. And he was so upset because. Because the round cards uh, that, that, you know, the, the girl walks around saying what round it is, they say Raz in Russian, which means like time. And, and the actual word that they use in Russia is round. They just borrow it from English. Oh, but they didn't want to do that. Uh, yeah. So yes. it says Raz. I mean, there you have it. I will say, so this, that movie was actually directed and written by, by uh, Sylvester Stallone, which I think is pretty funny. Well, he but, did the um, first three, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I, I did. I will say the the going to Russia and the training over there. I loved how they made Rocky like this sort of grassroots guy. You know, he's growing the beard. He's using all like natural things to work out. He's in a barn, and then you know, uh, Drago's in these the space age facility, and then they do squeeze in just a little part of that montage. They they squirt him with some steroids. Oh, ster big yeah. time. Oh, he's oh, roided up big time. And it was, oh, it was good stuff. He's got that machine. He punches and it gives him his punch. <laughs> meter. Yeah. And then it goes off the charts. Yeah. I love it. But you know, that, that movie made $300 million back then. And it was the longest, sure. the, it was the most successful sports. I mean, in air quotes, sports movie until, um, until the blind side that, that, uh, wow. Whoa. Bullock movie. All right, so so uh, let's just say the first four Rockies, in order now. What are you? What's your? How do you put them? Now that you've seen four, I can't remember the second one. Is that so? That's the rematch with Apollo. Okay, I got I, I got mine. Like I don't even have to think about it, Coach. Three okay. one four two. Three one four two. Yeah. Okay. Mine goes one three two four. 
Yeah, that Mr. T fight was awesome. And 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 Hulk Hogan is Thunderlips. You can't be right. You can't. I, I love one is just so good. I love one. Yeah, one's I, what? I, actually like a classic. I mean, it's it really is. Movie. And he it's it's he's just it is the true American dream. Three though with Mr. T, you're right. God, it is so good. So good. All right, here's what we're gonna do, fellas. I'm gonna stop this recording. I'm gonna start a new one that we'll have running in the background and we'll get ready to do the live stream. Okay. Sounds good. Sports Wednesday Nation, and that's a nation of 175,000 strong, right here joining us on the live stream on BMOC. And uh, on this week's show, which comes out tomorrow, you're going to hear Maestro's review of Rocky IV. Unbelievable, right? It was, it was unbelievable. Here's why it's unbelievable. I've got this baby right here. This is an unopened pack of Topps Rocky IV cards with gum. So here's what we're doing. We're about to do a draft where we're going to draft Rocky Four characters. And then we're going to open the pack and you get a point for each character that's pictured in the pack. You guys following me? I'm with you. Maestro? I'm with you. All righty. And uh, hopefully this is working out. Okay. And the loser is going to have to chew the gum. <laughs> All right. All righty. Okay. So. The only rule by the draft is we've taken Rocky and Drago off the table. So you guys have a list All of right. characters. Coach, you're in third place, so your first pick is now. I'm going with Polly. Oh. Polly is an excellent choice. All righty. He goes with Polly. BMOC now. Let me look at my character. I'm going with Apollo Creed. Uh, that's a good pick. All right, Maestro, your set your first pick. Uh I'm going with uh Brigitte Nielsen. Is that Ludmilla? Ludmila. 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 Drago's wife. Although, did she really love him or did she love the idea of him? She loves Sylvester Stallone is what she did. Oh, <laughs> yes. She loves her some Sylvester. All right, coach, your second pick. I'm going to keep it in the family. I'm going with Adrian. Talia Shire. Sure to be a big uh, a big winner there with the people who bought Topps Rocky Four cards back in 1985. <laughs> they love that card. All right, uh, I'm up next. I'm going to go James Brown. Ooh, living in America. All right, Maestro, your second pick. My second pick. I'm going to go with is the uh, is the is is Rocky's um, trainer on here? No, Mickey or Duke? Oh, uh, because Mickey was dead by this point, and so he was dead. Duke so you can pick him. Trained him. <laughs> You're welcome to take Duke Evers. No, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, the the big bad guy, the the Russian. Is, was he the trainer or was he just like the 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 boss man? Yeah, I'll go. With, I'll go. I'm gonna stay Russian on this. All righty, all right, coach. This is your third round final pick. Shit. How are oh, we doing on that me. live stream, Mattis? Great. We got two viewers. Two hundred thousand viewers. <laughs> Coach. I'll take Duke Evers. I'll take Duke Evers. Taking Duke Evers. I'm taking Duke Evers, everybody. Duke Evers, the guy you'll remember when Apollo Creed was getting beat down, he did not throw in the towel. He didn't. All right. He regretted I, it. I'm going with random boxing referee. I just think that there's a good some call because he's going to be in a lot in of montage yeah. shots. Yeah. So boxing ref. All right, Maestro. Last pick. Last pick. I'm going Rocky Jr. Rocky Jr. makes his first appearance. Of course, he comes back, and Rocky V plays a much bigger role. But Rocky IV, we meet him. Of course, we met him in Rocky II <laughs> when he was born, but he wasn't much of a character. Not much of a presence in that movie. All right, so for the live stream, folks, we are looking here. Coach, Pauly, Adrian, and Duke Evers, BMOC, Apollo, James Brown, Boxing Referee, Maestro, Ludmila, Koloff, and Rocky Jr. You guys excited? Picks. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I got to believe back in 1985, someone at the Topps factory was making this pack of Rocky Four cards and thought, I'm going to bring such joy into someone's life. And here it is, 36 years 35 later. years later. Yeah. And uh, I got this deck of cards. By the way, we have this uh, T-shirt shop in town, Homage. They're not a sponsor, but they should be. They should be. Uh, and they give you packs, old packs of stuff when you buy shirts. And that's how I got this. That's amazing. All right. You guys ready for the official opening? I'm ready. I want to see the cards. Here we go. Oh, I can smell the gum. 
Oh, oh so crispy and oh, chunky. It smells so good. Here it goes. Oh, and it's There's got the, the white gum. powder on there that oh may God. be cocaine. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Are you ready for card number one? I'm ready. Here we go. Who's in it? Adrian Balboa. Woo! Oh, Coates coming yeah. out strong. Kind of like Rocky came out swinging against Clubber Lang in the first fight. Did not work out well. So that's one for See, Coach. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't wear him out. Here's what it says on the back. Adrian, Rocky's girlfriend in the first movie, his wife in all the sequels, is played by acclaimed actress. Talia Shire. Talia Shire. Ready for card number two. Bring it. Yeah, and I know it's going to be two covers. Rocky Balboa. Rocky was off the charts, so nobody gets him. The Italian Stallion. Not very good trivia on the back of these. Rocky four, card number three. What a match. What a match. It shows Rocky and Drago. Oh, we can't have them either. I'm the only one with the point right now. I love it. Here's what it says. Through sweat, blood, and t- sweat and blood, they glare at one another. These mighty behemoths, the pride of their fans and countrymen, neither will give up. It's a fight to the finish. With sprayed on sweats. How are we doing? How are we doing on the live stream? 300,000 viewers. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> All right, nobody picked this, and we probably should have. Rocky Four Checklist. Oh, I love the checklist. The checklist. My card. favorite thing in every be- baseball pack of cards. I've every ever Gen X viewer of these three hundred thousand are called checklists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so far, Coach one, everybody else zero. Here we go. Once again, we got Rocky and Drago fighting. Jeez. Rocky stymied. Drago is all over Rocky, pounding the Italian stallion. Can I make a point? Okay, the Rocky cards got it way wrong. Like, in baseball cards, you don't get Ken Griffey Jr. You don't get Mickey Mantle six times in a pack. You sh- It should be rare. And they're giving us Rocky on every card. Uh, baseball guys. <laughs> so, uh, if you can't hear that, our live stream viewers, the coach here... Basically explaining why Tops got the Rocky Four cards wrong. We're, we're only halfway through the deck, <laughs> but he's <laughs> convinced that they failed to follow the baseball card model. There they did. Go. There we go. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I think Maestro's going to be a little happy. It's Igor Rimsky. Dang it! Random Russian guy, Maestro, with a point there. Boom. He doesn't need it. All righty. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Apollo's gamble. That's one Apollo Creed sighting. This is him facing down, facing him down. Oh, he's facing down. Drago is considerably taller than Apollo Creed, but Creed isn't worried. He has faith in his fists. The king is sting. And now we are now tied. One for Coach, one for BMOC, one for Maestro. There are three cards left. Oh, God, I need all three. Who will eat the gum? Come on, Pauly. Rocky four. Boom. This is a shot of uh, calling timeout. Rocky's being held back by none other than Duke Evers. <gasps> yeah! Duke Evers <laughs> in this picture. We're going to have to post all these pictures to Instagram the whole deck. Follow us at Sports Wednesday on the Instagram. All right. That's two for Coach with two left. I need this one. I need this to be Polly. Come on, Polly. Be a drunk and be in this picture. It is... Rocky feeling strong now. This is after he climbed the mountain in his leather jacket and is doing the Rocky oh. pose. Remember that, remember that right. scene, Maestro? I remember it, yeah. It's shot in Vermont. Ooh, I did not know that. This is our final final card. Coach will win. If Maestro and I lose, we have to split this gum. Ooh, I can't wait. Oh. Here we go. Final card is... Oh, it's a Rocky Drago sticker. Oh, it's always a sticker. That's pretty cool, though. It is kind of cool. Now, on the back, appears to be part of a puzzle. Oh, yes. And I would, it says Balboa. It's a, sh- it's a white shirt that says Balboa. I would say that's probably Duke Ever's shirt. So I get a, a quarter point? You could get a quarter point, but it doesn't matter, because with two points in the Rocky Four draft, Coach Matt Longley, our Rocky Four Top 1985 Cards champion, Woo! Coach, go ahead. Tell the live stream. Give us a speech. I can't believe I won. I mean, the, the picks that I picked were ridiculously bad. But I got lucky, and luck is all that matters because Maestro's shown that being lucky matters in these picks, not knowledge of the game. So thank you very much, and I appreciate it.
Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was going to say, figures coach can get points on something random. <laughs> when it comes to skill. It's all about you. He gets Here no we go. points. God. I can't wait. Tune in to the podcast tomorrow for Maestro's Rocky Four review. Now, Maestro, this gum, I'm going to eat my half now and save your half. <laughs> Good luck. Hang on, you guys. Uh, you know, take a look at that. Is that like a half and half? Yeah. Here we go. How old is this gum? Nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. So that would be thirty-five years old gum. Thirty-five year old gum. It's got to be disintegrating in your mouth. It is not chewy at all. <laughs> it's like eating. It's like eating. Don't put powdered sugar on some cardboard. Oh my god. You spit it out? Yes. Hey, way to stay on the action. Good job there, cameraman. Man. Holy smokes. Oh, man. If the coronavirus doesn't get me, that gum's going to do it. You just, if you can outlast that, you can outlast corona. All right. What do you guys think this live stream? Quality content? So, uh, this is great quality content. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. She says it's pretty good. All right. That was our Rocky Four draft, the Rocky Four cards. In a future show, Maestro will be eating this half of a stick of 35-year-old gum. All right, we are back in recorded time from our live stream. That was a lot of fun. What do you guys think? Good times. Good times. Uh, 400,000 viewers at its peak. They all uh, enjoyed that quality content. And that was the fun spot. All righty. Well, I hope Maestro's got those pipes warmed up because we're going from that right into our scoreboard oh, update. Oh. Here we go. <gasps> scoreboard update, scoreboard update, scoreboard update, yeah. Woo. All right. So we're doing this in real time. Uh, we don't have a, a huge scoreboard this year because we've only been able to pick Chinese League baseball uh, and then NFL draft predictions. Then we did the Rocky Cards. But uh, with with one point, Maestros <laughs> remains in first place, nine out of twelve. BMOC moves to seven out of twelve, and Coach with two point two five points moves to seven point two five out of twelve. <gasps> and that place. is your scoreboard update. <laughs> <laughs> scoreboard update. Scoreboard update. Scoreboard update. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, Maestros' pipes are still warmed <laughs> Going up. Going quick here. Now, uh, now the first time, uh, a couple, two weeks ago, Maestro invited us to sing along, and it was a joyous, somewhat <laughs> drunken, I'll admit, singing of the unnecessarily complicated trivia theme song. Then last week, we all planned for it, and it was terrible. So we only sing along whenever Maestro says everybody. And if he doesn't say everybody, we're not singing, okay? All right. It's time for unnecessarily complicated trivia. All right, we ready? Do it. I thought he was going to take a pass this week, but he threw it. I wasn't ready. I I could only throw in a little tidbit. (laughs) That was so good. I felt... I was a little pitchy. A little. I can fix it in post. You were pitchy, dog, but we can fix it. All right. Uh, unnecessarily complicated trivia invented by Coach. It's when we do trivia. The two other guys work together to answer it, but we have to make it unnecessarily complicated, and we always have. <laughs> We've been good at that. All right, guys. I don't know uh, how much you know about boxing. That uh, and horse racing is one of my two uh, specialties here on the show. Yes. But since we did the Rocky Four live stream tonight, I want to keep it with boxing. Okay. Sounds good. I knew you since would. You, since you guys were born, 1971, there's been lots of heavyweight champions, but there's only been nine undisputed champions. Now, an undisputed champion, just so you know, all holds all, all of the titles at the time. Uh, 
to be honest, you can actually in the 70s could have had two titles, WBC and WBA, and you would have been called undisputed because the IBF wasn't certified yet. This is what makes me so crazy because boxing to me is the purest form of sport. It's just two people fighting and then they do all these complicated certification things and they mess it all up. But this is it. So since 1970, there have been nine heavyweight fighters, nine, we're in the heavyweight division, nine heavyweight fighters who have been uh, undisputed. They've held two or more heavyweight titles. I'm going to say you guys can get five. Okay. But here's here's how I'm going to make it unnecessarily complicated. Oh, no. It's already oh, complicated. Gosh. I think you can get five, but you, you have to miss less than five. Okay. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> All right, heavyweight fighters since 1970, undisputed champions. To today, to like 2000. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will, uh, I will, I will tell you just uh, by way of heads up. There has not been an undisputed champion in some time. Okay. Are you ready? Right. I'm going to mm-hmm. say Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield is correct. That is one. Muhammad uh, Ali. Muhammad Ali is correct. Uh, Mike Tyson. Two. Mike Tyson is correct. That is three. Um, George Foreman. George Foreman is correct. That is four. Okay. You have not missed one yet. How about what's hey? I'm, hey, I'm what's not, the what? British guy? What's the British guy that won? He's one of the last guys to do it. What about was, was there a guy named Larry? Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes. Larry, Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes is incorrect. Damn it, that's a miss. Oh shoot! Sorry. Um, it's okay. What do you do? You know oh, who Michael I'm Spinks? Talking? Michael Spinks. Wrong. Michael Spinks is incorrect. Damn it! All right, I'm staying out now. Okay, okay. I'm not sure. Um, so I'm gonna say, how about how about Frazier? Joe Frazier is correct. Okay. That was 1970. He's the first one on this list. He had four title defenses. Okay, so we have Tyson Ali, Holyfield, Frazier. We have five. Mm-hmm. So, But now That's we want right. to go for the next one. That's right. So now the danger of, of missing five is gone. Okay, so now I... Uh, Maestro, do you know who I'm talking about? He was probably one of the last guys. He was British. God, what was his name? It's a big dude. He had, he had uh, longer hair... And they called him the gentleman. He was like the gentleman champion. Oh my God! What, what was his? Lewis. Lewis. Um. That is correct. Yes. Lennox Lewis. 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 Lennox Lewis. Okay. Lennox Lewis was the very last undisputed uh, champion. I, I, my April twenty ninth, two thousand. So I'm missing three. I'm missing three. Lost. Lost his title. Was stripped from him because of contract dispute. Yes. All right. So now the next three are gonna. First of all, let me just say. I can't believe the two of you have not gotten this guy. Shame on you. Call yourself Buckeyes. Oh, uh. Oh, Buster Douglas. I'm sorry. Buster Douglas. Oh, my God. I was saving him. Damn it. You guys are both off the show. All right, Buster Douglas. He's, so been, on seven. The, he's been on the show before, hasn't he? Been on this show uh, many, many times. Yes. He's on the live stream tonight watching. <laughs> so we have two left, right? Can you give me. You've gotten. You have gotten six. Let me see who seven. you missed. One. Yeah, Buster Douglas would be seven. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got seven. That's right. So then tell me. Are These they, two are tough. Are they tough? Okay, so well, give me, t- me Eric. Let, let me tell you. Okay, I'll give. I have a. I have a. Wait. Uh, 1978. Okay, 78. And was only held the title, won it once, and then lost it. Did he lose it to Ali? Won it from Ali. Hmm. Oh shoot! Let me let me. Uh, I can. Was I, there someone that won it twice? Let me let me put it this way: This guy had a son who went on to be a fighter who was terrible. And Maestro might have mentioned him already. Oh, Spinks. Uh, Leon Spinks. So Le- Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks was actually was actually a decent fighter. Yes, Michael Spinks lost to Mike Tyson in thirty three seconds. Yes, I know. Leon, I remember Leon. Okay, so then we have one more. What what era? Uh, early nineties. Okay. Uh, this guy, you're gonna like when you hear his name. You go, ah, here's here's what I can tell you about it's him. Trevor Burbick. After, no, okay, no, but close, but uh, interesting name like that. But after he was done fighting, he joined the Marines and ended up washing out in boot camp. Oh, is his last name start with an M? It starts with a B. His last name. It's 
What? This is the one on the list that I would not have gotten. I would have had to think hard to get this because, again, one time he won the fight. He won the title once. Uh, never defended. It was stripped of his title. Hmm. He was stripped of his title. Okay, give me. Uh, okay, so nineteen eighty. What did you say? Let me give you a hint. Yeah, give me a uh, hint. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel was in a movie called The Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick, oh, Riddick, Bo. Riddick, Bo. Riddick Bo. Yeah, damn it. Oh, I remember Riddick Bo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So nice job well on those. Let me uh, just give you guys a little bit of uh, background. So Joe Fraser was first. He had four title defenses, lost to George Foreman. George Foreman defended the title twice, lost to Muhammad Ali. Now, Ali had 10 de- title defenses, but we're talking post Cassius Clay Ali. Um, this is after he got his title back for refusing to be in the draft. Correct. He lost to Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks, I like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> he was punch drunk. Uh, yes, and he was. Leon Spinks was, he was stripped of his title. He was supposed to fight Ken Norton, who was the number one contender, but he wanted the, re- the rematch against Ali. And so since he didn't fight the number one contender, they stripped him of the WBC belt. Okay. Uh, then Mike Tyson uh, unifies the belts. They were in 1978. They split apart, and they were split apart till 1987 when Tyson comes along and he beats Tony Tucker. Yeah, he wins the WBA, wins WBC, defends the unified title nine times. Yes, in about eight minutes total. <laughs> That's right. Until he runs into Columbus's own James Buster Douglas. Yes. Noise. Now Buster then loses the title to Evander Holyfield some eight months after he uh, after he wins it. Holyfield has three title defenses. Uh, you remember the Mike Tyson ear bite yeah, fight yeah, yeah. is in there. Uh, Riddick Bow then gets uh, defeats Holyfield, wins the unified title, gets stripped of it for refusing to fight Lennox Lewis, and then Lennox Lewis becomes undisputed champion, um, unifying the title, and then. The footnote on why he lost his undisputed championship is really long and complicated and has to do with his contract. I can't, I can't explain it, but he was the last undisputed heavyweight champion we've had. It's not too late for you. It's not, it's not too late. And honestly, with my quarantine weight, I think I'm in the heavyweight division for the first time in my life. So. All right. That was good. That's so good. UCT. I got to tell you what. I mean, I I get if you're buying a pack of Rocky Four cards, you expect to see a lot of Rocky, but six out of nine cards plus a checklist is it's just too much. Yeah, I know. Come on. That am I wrong? I mean, you never You're get that. Right. Come on. I think, by the way, I think Sylvester throw. Stallone. I think Sylvester Stallone directed the uh, the card. The card. Yes, he did. Yeah. Put me in it. I'm uh, put me in it six times. I mean, what are you gonna do? So I I looked it up, and to be a heavyweight fighter, you have to weigh over two hundred pounds. So I am officially a heavyweight. <laughs> the last time I fought was I was a light welterweight at one hundred and forty-two pounds in two thousand, and I'm making my comeback now as a heavyweight in two thousand. Means you're going to pack a punch. You're going to pack a punch for sure, for sure. But I, I got a feeling I'm going to drop this quarantine weight as soon as there's a meat shortage. <laughs> there is. Oh, look what look what's on here, Maestro. What do we got? What do we What do you think's next, everybody? Ransom Crow. You know, yes. <clears throat> Rants and corrections. I like when the show moves fast, but man, does Meister get a work. He gets a lot of work. Mm -hmm. A couple people. I wanted. I got a correction. I want to get out here. Uh, It's it's more of a clarification. So uh, last week, our guest picker uh, was from Colorado, and he was describing (laughs) his life, and I I commented, his life is like an an issue of Outside Magazine, and. I wanted to clarify, I was not saying that in a pejorative way at all. I uh, have you. subscribed. 
I have subscribed to Outside Magazine for like 20 years. I call it the magazine of things that I wish I did, but I actually never do. Uh, You think of that, it's 240 issues. I have gone camping three times in that time. (laughs) And I have done like a hike once. And like, you know, but still every week it comes in or every month it comes and it's like 12 wild ass adventures for your weekend. And I think maybe this will be the weekend I have a wild ass adventure and I don't, and I look at all the gear and I, I lust after it. it. uh, So, so I, so I only said that with the most, uh, the most respect. I, I, I love that how left college and went to where he could live the lifestyle he wanted and then built his life and career there. That was good thinking on his behalf. Uh, I think once outside magazine, they're like, you've been a subscriber so long. Here's a gift subscription. And I gave it to Maestro. Isn't that correct? Maestro. Yes. Yeah. So he is also an outside magazine subscriber. So that's my, uh, my clarification. I, I was not a hater trying to hate nor a doubter trying to doubt. I am an outside <laughs> magazine fan and you know, it's uh, it's Tuesday night, but maybe this weekend I'll have a wild ass adventure. I love wild ass adventures. All right, coach, you're on here for rants and corrections. What you got? I have a rant, and it has to. Oh. We've been sitting here during our uh, lovely, you know, locked in time, and everybody's watching shows. Everybody's watching shows. Everybody's got to watch a show, and I like Hulu. Hulu's a nice platform to watch shows, but for God's sakes, Hulu. Everybody wants to pick a show and they want to binge the hell out of it. But Hulu's got this thing that they do weekly, like release of their of their episodes. I mean, what the hell is that? You're not HBO. Just give me all 12 episodes. I want to watch them now. Don't try to be what you're not. You're not HBO. You're Netflix. Give us all of the episodes right the hell now. Are you hearing me, Hulu? Stop pretending to be what you're not. That's rants and corrections. Good job. That was, that was so good. Great timing. <laughs> it was. Got it got to the end before I started asking coach, like, now uh, what's this now? I don't have a TV. <laughs> what are we talking about? So good. Oh man. I ever since Maestro brought up on a previous show that when we worked together, like in the early two thousands, I was still a TV less house and uh been trying to read more. Been trying to read more. Mostly I read about uh, meat prices going up. <laughs> Me too. All right. You guys ready to do this? Let's do it. It's time for the two minute drill. Two minute drill. Coach, tell us how it works. All right. It's two minutes long. We all get to do it twice. We all get 20 seconds to say what we want. And it doesn't have to be about sports. And most likely we go way over two minutes. And it looks like tonight we're going coach, then maestro, then me. You guys ready? Let's do it. Coach, the two-minute drill starts now. Okay, everybody. Today in Major League Baseball history, Bobo Holloman, 1953, pitched a 6-0 no-hitter in his first Major League start. And here's the kicker. He never pitched another complete game in his career. Talk about blazing hot in your first start. Bobo Holeman. Time, Maestro. Andy Dalton, former quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, signed a one-year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Time. <laughs> you know, in, in the back of my wife's car, there's like this this rubber uh, thing that protects the carpet. It's a, it's a big kind of rubber mat, and I need to take the... Uh, lawnmower in to get fixed and I asked her to help me lift it in the car and she's like aren't you going to put something down and I'm like that's what the rubber mats for <laughs> time coach today in Major League Baseball history 1915 <laughs> Babe Ruth is a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox has three hits and hits his first I'm telling you first Major League home run off the goddamn Yankees and I love it time <laughs> maestro Frank Gore, longtime running back for the NFL, is going to sign a one-year contract with the New York Jets. Frank Gore is number three on the all-time rushing list. Go, Frank! <laughs> you know, I, I've joked about there being a meat shortage, but there might be one. And the last time I was a vegetarian in 2012, all I did was eat bagels, and I gained 15 pounds. Come on, man! <laughs> 
I can't do it. No meat shortage. Time. Time. Time, everybody. And that was a two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. I gotta say that was a weird two-minute drill. Yes, it was way a lot weird. of times we introduce something and then we give our take on it, but it it was almost as though Meister was just reporting the news this week. <laughs> You're Andrew Dunn and that, to the Cowboys, and that uh, that saved us some time. So I'm gonna go ahead and take your bids here, uh, Coach. What do you think we got? I'm gonna say two minutes eleven seconds. And Maestro, I'm gonna say uh, one minute forty five seconds. 145 and Maestro is closest. We were 152 now. Jeez, we were way under. Maestro's straight recitation of the news, plus (laughs) what has been nothing less than a heroic playing of Stingers in and out of every segment tonight. Maestro, episode MVP. Once again, congratulations, Maestro. He's like Jordan. It's like, what, 95, 96 in a row? Thank you. Thank you. Coach, your two-minute drill was uh, this week in baseball history. It was twib notes. I love it. It was twib notes. I love it. <laughs> Throw it at the end. <laughs> what a weird two-minute drill. I know. I love it. Oh, man. All right, everybody. Unless you have anything else. Oh, my gosh. Petey, has this guy been on the phone the whole oh, time? Oh, no. You didn't do it. Sorry. If we had Sylvester Stallone <laughs> on, who would, who would have been better to talk to about that Rocky Force? See if he'll come back next Damn time. It. Apologies. We'll get him in next time. Until then, though, that's all the sports fit to be discussed in a medium sort of way until Wednesday next. And on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. Oh my gosh, so good. That's so good. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. <laughs>